0: Ah uh, Yes, wait for the strings to take over. Curtis will do the rest. Hour number two on a Thursday. It is Chad and Zay a little closer to Texas and TCU. Cowboys Packers this weekend. A lot of stuff going on. Remember Texas basketball tonight, 730 pregame. 8 o'clock tip once again from the Moody Center, Texas and HCU. It's not H-B-U, anymore, even though Bailey Zappy would tell you that's what it is, HCU is what they go by now, that is an 8 o'clock tip tonight, also before we get started, let's give a big bravo to Bravo Company, as in Bravo Company Barbecue. holy hell that's good stuff, apparently they killed it a couple years ago at Hornbash and won some awards, we just had a little bit, it was bit. not a flute. whoo, Zay, we just had a little bit of brisket, sausage, Mac and cheese and a roll. That's what I had. What kind of grade would you give that right there?
1: Um, that, that's up 9.5. It's hard to give people a perfect 10. Uh-huh. But they, they're pretty damn close. That's serious.
0: Dude, I'm going to tell you what. If y'all dig your sides in barbecue and you like it when people take the time to make mac and cheese that might stop your world, Bravo Company has done it. Congratulations to those folks. That's well done. Yeah, well, and done. I'm a
1: big baked mac and cheese guy. If you can make the OG mac and make it top tier like Bravo did.
0: That was very impressive. Whoo, that was something else. Yeah. All right. Yeah. The, since
1: Harge and Rod will be at Randall's today, that means me and you could take their portions home because they won't be here to receive it. So
0: I like yeah. the, I like hey, the way I, we're, we're going on that. Like the way you're doing that <laughs> math. I like the way you're doing that math. That is good, good math. All right. Uh, Let's get to the Vaqueros Cafe Cantina hotline. We'll go through the math of this football game with Jeff Howe. Check out Horns247.com for all the latest, including those crazy, cool recruiting pieces of news for Longhorn fans this week. Longhorn Blitz podcast that hit you last night at 7. And then, of course, Light the Tower with Jeff and Craig and Snoop every day 10 to noon. Jeff, how are you, man?
2: Hey, I got a bone to pick with both y'all. How the hell are y'all gonna let me leave that building without telling me there was barbecue?
0: Man, I thought you smelled it. No, Jeff. Let me tell you what. Oh. I, no, no, Jeff. Jeff <laughs> here, here, I'm gonna protect. <laughs> Jeff, I'm gonna use my phone to protect myself. I got the text that it was in the building at twelve thirty nine. So that's my yep, got that text too from I, Derek. I swear to you, I didn't know it was there until twelve thirty nine.
2: All right, I'll let I'll let y'all go. Hey, by the way, I caught the last segment. Shout out to. Uh, Shout out to Mike McCarthy for holding it down for all the round-shouldered people
0: out there. (laughs) That's right. Yeah. Oh, no. Mike is ready. Mike is ready. They're coaching, uh, he's coaching it up good this year. Um, All right, Jeff. So uh, I will leave room for a Montreal screw job question. But before that, let's get to some Longhorns because I know Texas fans are so excited about this game. As you've been breaking things down these last few weeks, you've warned us about what Texas has given up in the middle of the field. Is that where you're focused again for the TCU matchup?
2: Uh, well, I think at this point, yeah, because this <laughs> defense isn't very good in zone coverage. Uh, it, it doesn't matter what they're doing. Uh, you know, they do try to run some, some pattern match cover four and then do some different things, but uh, they're just not very good. either. The, the linebackers' drops are inconsistent. Uh, the safeties can't come up and, and play it properly. Uh, you know, the corners have had their issues. So I think this is a team, Chad, that they're going to struggle in zone coverage. Uh, and Sark addressed it on the Zoom call today. He said, you know, the only answer they figured out is to just be more sound at coverage. Now, I'll say this, and this is something I've been harping on all week. You know, Texas, Texas leads the Big 12 in yards per rushing attempt allowed. I mean, think about that. Like, this is a team, this is a defense last year that had the second-worst yards per carry average allowed in school history. Mm. And now they're leading the Big 12. So, and look, Kendrick Miller's good, and, and it's the, kind of the X factor for me with teach you offensively. How much quarterback run are they going to do? Because really since Max got banged up a few weeks ago, they've let him a bit more, but it's not been near as effective. I think I'm just, before you factor in sack yards, I think it was eight for 29 last week against Texas Tech. So what I think the plan should be, I mean, Sark said be sound in zone coverage. I just think you've got to devote an extra body. I think you've got to try to play more dime coverage, even if you want to use a guy like Mo Blackwell and play like a like a big dime package type deal. Uh, if you remember, Todd Orlando had that uh, back in uh, 1819 when they were using BJ Foster at that Joker position as a dime back. I mean, you could do that with Blackwell. Um, that really, Chad, is not with all they can do because. Uh, you know TCU, the structure of their offense, and, and keep in mind, Sonny Dykes is a, a direct descendant of the, of the Mike Leach area, Uh but Garrett Riley's kind of helped put a different spin on it, where they're it, it's kind of got that more physical run element. That is the best run game Sonny Dykes has had since since he's been kind of in charge of his own offense. I don't think there's any question about that. Uh, but as good as that TCU run game is. I would just play with lighter boxes and, like I said, play a little more dive coverage and just devote an extra body to either man coverage or zone drop or whatever, uh, just deploy more resources there because one of the reasons why you've been so good against the run is your interior D-line is just so good. I mean, other than that one drive K-State had to open a game last week, Chad, nobody's just been able to line up and run right at Texas. So overall for Texas defense, the key for me is – how much does Pete Kwiatkowski trust his defensive line to handle the TCU run game with little to no help so he can put more resources on the back?
0: It's an interesting point. Before I let Zay ask his first question, Jeff, I just want to check on your safety. Are you calling us from inside the whale in Finding Nemo? What was that sound we heard? <laughs>
2: I don't know. I'm, I'm on. I'm on a Bluetooth in my car. So, okay.
0: all right. I just made. Oh. It just it sounded like a big <laughs> truck was about to take you out or something. I just want to make sure you're good. All right, Zay, go ahead.
2: Yeah. No, like, like the, oh, you know what that probably was? There's all kinds of road construction in San Marcos, so I just hit a bumpy patch of road. I think that's what
0: Okay, it. there we go. Gotcha. All right. No, I, didn't, I, didn't
2: get, I didn't get swallowed by an anaconda or anything. Okay,
0: good. <laughs> that's good. I'm just
1: trying to, I'm just making sure. Yeah, I'll try to have you like Owen Wilson. When yeah, anaconda. no. That's not, not a good
0: look. We don't know that.
1: All right, Jeff, let's talk about this offensive line for the Texas Longhorns, which I think they were solid this past weekend. One play that really stands out was one of Bijan Robinson's runs and Kelvin Banks and Hayden Connor jumping out there and running with those guys and making blocks ahead of uh, the chains. But these guys, you know, they were a lot better than they were at Oklahoma State. How would you look at this offensive line going into this Saturday against TCU? Yeah, you
2: know, the Oak State game was disappointing just because we saw them. I mean, look, Iowa State, I know they're struggling on offense. That's still a really good defense. And that offensive line pushed Iowa State around a little bit. And considering what Iowa State's been able to do to Texas in the last few matchups, uh, you really felt at that point like, okay, they're making some real progress. The thing that I worry about, though, with TCU, not all that different than Oklahoma State, uh, they're going to try to bring a lot of pressure. So it's kind of, a, for, I think, for the offensive line, it's a have your head on a swivel type week. I mean, TCU... We talk about how explosive they are offense, like they're equally as bad on defense. You know, they put it this way: they lead the Big Twelve in plays from scrimmage or 20 more yards. They also lead the Big Twelve in plays for scrimmage allowed of 20 or more yards. Wow! So there, it it is. It is a high risk, high reward type defense. They're going to try to get you behind the chain. Their their DBs are going to take chances, and they probably got the best corner tandem in the big 12 i don't know if you would take one if there's one that jumps out that you would take over uh josh newton and hodges tomlinson uh so yeah i think it's a if they have your head on the swivel type week just be prepared to see all kinds of stuff and as good as you know like bud clark is at safety i would expect to see blitzes from depth blitzes from up close so that's the big thing can they handle the exotics and the kind of pressure they're going to see
0: from TCU. Talking with Jeff Howe. Uh, again, check out horns247.com for all the latest Longhorn Blitz podcast. Uh, Light the Tower, of course, as well. Uh, and he'll be uh, dealing with that basketball game tonight at Jeff Howe247 if you want to follow on twitter jeff as i break this game down i've got a real close game all through the week and i've argued both sides of this thing when i argue all the football analytics and the x's and o's i feel myself leaning towards tcu but then when i add in all the human element and all the other stuff i feel myself leaning towards texas where are you on the prediction right now if you've uh, if you've had to get it in already
2: see i'm kind of the opposite right uh and look we we saw growth from texas last week going on the road texas fans k-state's been a part of this league long enough you know you go to manhattan kansas to win a football game that's something to be proud of and and the way they did it just getting over that hump psychologically that's huge that's a that's a real area growth. we can talk about second half issues and all that that stuff's not going away but that's that's real growth by this team to actually do it um But when I look at the numbers, Chad, uh, to me, a lot of it favors Texas. Like I just mentioned, I mentioned just how bad TCU is on defense. And I mentioned they are a high-risk, high-reward defense. Like, they're below average in terms of Havoc rate. Havoc rate is one of those great stats to track. That's your per-play average of tackles for loss, forced fumbles, and passive defense. Uh, They're kind of in the bottom tier of the Big 12 at that. So, uh, I do think this sets up really nicely for Texas. They going back to your point about the offensive line. I think that group gets a little bit of juice when Sark did what he did against Iowa State and against Kansas State. When he's going to put the he's going to put the game in Bijan Robinson's hands as the offensive line. You know that's the time where you you got to fire off the ball and make something happen. So I, I, I like just where the, the how this sets up for the Texas offense, and then defensively, you know, like I said, with with TCU. You know, they're a team chat, they live off the explosive play. Man, you start looking at some of their red zone numbers and the ability to finish drives. You know, if this might be a game where that bend but don't break style by Pete Quitkowski works because now you're gonna ask TCU, hey, you know, you'll get some yards, but when you get in the red area, which by the way, Texas has the second best red zone defense in the Big Twelve in terms of touchdown rate allowed, uh, now you're asking TCU on the road in a loud crowd with a loud crowd to avoid pre snap penalty and execute with precision precision in an area of the field where they're not really comfortable being. So all the football stuff has it pointing to Texas for me. Hmm. Uh, But TCU at this point, you're you're undefeated. Uh, You know if you went out, you've got a chance to go play for a national championship. I think all that other stuff, uh, to me, kind of leaves TCU. So uh, you can go to Horse 24-7 and get the breakdown of my staff prediction. I did pick Texas to win the game. But like I said, Chad, I'm kind of of the opposite from where you are. The human element stuff would have me leaning TCU – But all the football stuff, to me, has me lean Texas.
0: Got you. Jeff,
1: with this Garrett Riley, Sonny Dykes, air raid type offense, who scares you the most on that TCU side? A healthy Quentin Johnston, Max Duggan, or Miller?
2: I, I think it's Duggan. They, again, the X factor in this game and the thing that all the football stuff we talk about that you can't account for You know, have they just been saving some quarterback run for this game? Because, look, you start digging into the numbers, man. Max Duggan has killed Texas when he's played them. Like, that's been my – before this season, that was my on-running joke about Max Duggan. Like, man, if he just played Texas 12 games a year, the dude would win a Heisman Trophy. Like, (laughs) he's been that good against Texas. So, Duggan, Duggan probably scares me the most. You know, Quentin Johnston, we'll see if he plays and how much he plays at this point. Uh, we'll see, kind of, we'll get some reports tomorrow from Fort Worth uh, at this point, I'm not expecting him to be 100%, uh, you know but they, even even if he doesn't play, it's still going to be, in my opinion, the best group of receivers Texans will see this year It'd be Tay Barber's, Tay Barber was catching passes from Max Nocky once upon a time, like, he's been there forever uh, you know, Sa- Savion Williams and Darius Davis, like, they've got very capable receivers, and then you throw if Johnson can play, you throw him in there uh, you know now you're now you're cooking with cooking with gasoline so uh yeah I mean uh, but to, to answer the question, I, mean, no, I just talked about the Texas Run defense just in terms of being able to run at Texas nobody's really been able to do it, it it's dug in for me just just because of the quarterback run you know all
0: right Jeff uh, we've gotten the silly stuff out of the way now let's get to the serious issue of the anniversary of the Montreal screw job uh, yester-
2: yeah, yester- four. yes yes uh, yesterday.
0: You're the one that reminded me That it was the 25th anniversary uh, Of course, our man Suplex Stu Had already reminded me on social media uh, So yesterday, we mentioned it briefly Isaiah had never really heard about it But he he does know pro wrestling He said yesterday on Jericho's birthday He's a big fan of Chris Jericho What would you tell Zay About the Montreal Screwjob That might make him go check out uh, you know A documentary or something
2: You know, I'll I put it to you like this Zay, so you know, when I was a kid, you kind of knew something was up with pro wrestling, right? <laughs> uh, it, it was almost like a, it's almost like a like a, like a David Copperfield deal, right? Like, okay, I know what's going on here, but like, you didn't know the mechanics of it, right? You you didn't see how the sausage was made. And then you know, you get into silly stuff like when you know the the, the when Papa Shango is making the Ultimate Warrior throw up like ooze. You're like, okay. <laughs> Uh, yeah, there's there's something. Uh, I'm being a, little, being a little hoodwinked here. But the Montreal job was the first time, and it's based on how everybody at ringside reacted, how Jim Ross and Jerry the King of Lawler calling it reacted. That was the first time. And I wasn't reading, like, spoilers and dirt sheets and all that stuff at the time. You really felt like, I don't think that was supposed to happen that way. Like, I don't think that was a bit. And we come to find out that it wasn't a bit. So, and then it is the nuts and bolts behind the scenes of the Montreal Screwjob is why one of the reasons why I love pro wrestling, because the stuff that happens behind the curtain, more often than not, is more interesting than the stuff that happens on TV. So, it's just, you know, giving Bret Hart that big contract, telling him you can't pay him, and then everybody's got their own version of kind of who... So who came up with the idea? You know, Triple H says he did, and Jim Cornette says he did, and Vince Russo says he did, and just kind of piecing that whole deal together, and just what a cluster it was afterwards. Uh, like I said, it was that first time that you were really like, man, I know what this is, but I don't think that was supposed to happen.
0: <laughs> so deep in your heart, Jeff, do you think that if Earl Hebner had not called for the bell to be rung, that Vince McMahon would have run over, grabbed the bell, the bell, per, what do you call him, the bellman, the and thrown them I- out? Of- the what now? Timekeeper? timekeeper? Right. Would they? Would he have thrown the timekeeper out of the way and started wailing on that bell and and really brought it all together and made a shoot a work and a work a shoot? Would that have happened if Earl had stood strong?
2: Yeah, Mark, Mark Eaton, the timekeeper, would have been on his backside and Vince would have been hacking away like Michael Myers <laughs> on Howl. Dude,
0: that is the only way I contend you could make the Montreal screw job even more entertaining. Like even more interesting it, is if that had happened.
2: Yeah, it's uh, it, like I said, it's one of the more fascinating stories. There's a couple of good documentaries you can go watch. Uh, probably the two that I would recommend are uh, Vice did their Dark Side of the Ring on it. That was pretty good. Summed it up, yep. especially they, like they, for for you being a novice, that that, that kind of covers it. Uh, but if you've got some more time, the Bret Hart documentary documentary Wrestling with Shadows. It, it's, it was supposed to be like this big year-long piece on Bret Hart, but it ends up really taking you inside the Montreal Job, You're getting it from Bret Hart's point of view. That was – I remember when that dot came out, Chad. That came out about a like year, year and a half after the incident. Yeah. That was like, whoa, there's no way we were supposed to
0: see any of this. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, That is Jeff Howe. Horns247.com. Check out the Longhorn Blitz podcast. We hit you every week with that Wednesday at 7 during football season and then light the tower, of course, weekdays 10 to noon. They'll be back at it tomorrow on a Friday, getting you ready for Texas TCU and all kinds of stuff. Jeff, we appreciate it, man. Uh, Stay safe out there. Uh, Avoid that construction in San Marcos, and uh, we'll talk to you next week. Yeah, and hey, don't forget,
2: uh, starting at 10, Craig and I are at Pluckers, the research location tomorrow, doors open at 11, and then we've got uh, our wing people lunch at noon.
0: That's right, that's right. The Light the Tower lunch over at Pluckers is tomorrow. I appreciate that reminder, too. Thank you, Jeff. Thanks, Jeff. Yep. Good stuff there. Nice, unique opportunity for you to get out there, and uh, our winners there get a chance to have a really cool lunch with Jeff, Craig, and Aaron Hogan at Pluckers, and it is the research location this week, my favorite Pluckers. So check that out, hornfm.com, for more information. All right, coming up, we'll get you our Flex 30 segment. we got games firing up tonight, including that team that's going for four in a row, resuming their uh, their playoff run uh, to try to get to another state title plus a couple more names for you to watch I had somebody else reach out to me and say hey what about this kid you need to check this kid out you know what he's not even technically in the Austin area I'll still tell you about him and I'll tell you about uh some of uh, one of the guys that an Austin area team will face tonight that is seriously talented and I think he's going to end up at a pretty big program all that coming up on the horn I think it's him. Ah, mob rules. Okay. um, So I believe that is Ronnie James Dio, but I think this song would be when he was the lead singer of Black Sabbath. That's right. There we go. There we go. Eventually we got there. There There's just only one human that sounds like that singing. I've never, ever heard anybody that could get, that could absolutely perfect a Ronnie James Dio impersonation rest in peace to the great Ronnie James Dio Black Sabbath Mike and the Mechanics Brian Adams have all been a part of the show today we hope you are having a good Thursday Chad and Zay a little closer to Texas and TCU Brian Jones thoughts on the game coming up at two Jeff Howe says he's leaning towards Texas is Brian Jones leaning towards Texas Finally, after seeing this defense step up in Manhattan, we will find out. Brian also, of course, of CBS Sports. They've got the Bama uh, old Miss game this weekend, and they have an early one this weekend, the 11 a.m. kick in Knoxville, uh, in case you forgot, which we did, as you'll hear earlier or a little later when we talked to Brian.
1: Yeah, shout out to our guy Jeff Howe, who's a true Husky brother like myself, and was very upset with us not letting him know that there's barbecue here, even though yeah. it's been smelling like barbecue ever since I came in the building, and that was around 11 p.m.
0: Literally did not know. I would have de- I would have told everybody, and certainly Jeff would have been. I've known Jeff long enough to know that if there is good food in the house, you need to let him know. So yeah, I, but I didn't find out till we were on the air.
1: Oh, that big ass slice he took from Hay City Store when Travis brought us or brought you that Key Lime Pie. Yeah, Jeff's serious about it. He I respect it. Was I'm huge. serious about it too.
0: Yeah, that was big. No, it was it was, uh, it was big, <laughs> and uh, he was told he could have a piece of pie. Took a piece of pie. You know, <laughs> that's what's all he knew. Uh, by the way, if you want a chance to get tickets to Texas and TCU, how about two different ways? If you want to do it today, head out to Randall's, Brody Lane, from three to seven. And uh, go see the ball don't lie guys Go see Mike and and Harge Mike and Harge And Rod and Babers They'll all be out there (laughs) Swing by and register to win One of four pairs of tickets That will be given away And remember One lucky listener Gets the VIP upgrade That's right You'll get to get down on the field Get your picture taken with Like Smokey And Big Bertha And I think Bevo And all that kind of stuff Uh, It's very cool So you'll get that Which could be a great keepsake And you get a bunch of cool pics and that experience. Details at hornfm.com. Thanks to our friends at Randall's for that official partner of Texas Athletics. They do that every home week on Thursdays. Here's another chance, and you heard Jeff mention it. The Beat the Pluck, Light the Tower lunch is tomorrow at Pluckers Research. It starts at 11 a.m. They will... uh, Actually, the broadcast would start at 10 a.m. Light the Tower, of course, starting at uh, 10. Go 10 to 12, and then the... Light the Tower lunch is 12 to 1. We'll give away a pair of tickets to Texas TCU during the the show there. So get on out. You must be present to win, and they draw that at 1245. Tickets must be transferred electronically there. So come on out, join the gang, and register for your chance to win. All right, let's get into a little Flex 30 segment here. We got the playoffs starting tonight. Come on. All right, for Zay's Bowie Bulldogs and a lot of other teams, got to wait one more night to get it started, and we do have a full schedule for you tomorrow night. But tonight, it is that string for Westlake that is uh, that they are looking to continue. Cedar Ridge and Westlake is a seven thirty start tonight. Zay, we told the story last week of Cedar Ridge and their big comeback against McNeil. The reward is, hey, you get to go to Westlake. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations!
1: Yeah, yeah, but at least you're playoff bound. Shout out to Cedar Ridge and getting to the playoffs. I know it's been a difficult schedule going, playing against teams like Round Rock and Vandergriff and Westwood. Like that's a tough schedule, and you know I don't know if anything could get you ready for Westlake and what they bring to the table. But they'll be they'll be prepared. They've seen a lot and they've seen a lot of yeah. good teams, and yeah, it, it'll be a tough one for them. But they'll be prepared.
0: If you are a uh, a Westlake fan or you're following this team and their run, we got a couple of options for you at hornfm.com. Coach Salazar was on with Light the Tower, as he is each and every week on a Wednesday. You can check that out, that full interview at hornfm.com. Also, our man Ty Henderson, producer of b and if you didn't know, he's a Westlake guy, and he was able to catch up with Westlake seniors Will Maggots, Tom Mc- uh, McIntyre, and Joe Sockwell to talk Playoff. So that interview is also at hornfm.com. Uh, also- yeah,
1: I, I, Ty's my guy. I hate how much I love him.
0: <laughs>
1: I hate how much I love Ty. Like, it's, man, you're my guy. Love you to death. Why do you have to be from there?
0: Yeah, it's kind of like Sam Ellinger. You, yeah, Sam Ellinger, like that. Earlier in the week, Sam, Sam Ellinger made you swear on the air you love him so much. <laughs> it was crazy. Absolutely crazy. Yeah, very true. Him and Justin Tucker. Those guys. They've won my yeah, heart. Yeah, no, they have. They do. They, sometimes it happens that way. Uh, also, best of luck tonight to the Weiss Wolves, but they have a tough test. They go all the way up 35 to oh, DeSoto oh to take on the DeSoto Eagles. And, Zay, this is a team that I got to see in 7-on-7. Seven seven. I stayed all the way through the final to watch them win 7-on-7. Seven seven. A really entertaining group. We've mentioned Jonte Cook. Texas fans are extra interested, too, because of these recruits. Jontae Cook, who leads them in receiving. Cook on the year has 45 catches, a 16-yard average, and 13 touchdowns.
1: He's so unstoppable. He's so good. I can't wait for him to come down to the 40 acres because we talk about this third wide receiver and we're trying to find them and I don't know how many years Jay Witt, who knows if he's going to come back next year. Thank goodness Xavier Worthy has another year where he has to come back. So they are still trying to find that spot and I think Jontae Cook
0: he could be that guy maybe. I think he's Xavier Worthy with a little more physicality. Yeah. Just got a little more. I love the way he runs routes. He's so sure of himself. There's an ego there. Nobody's going to lie about that. He literally got thrown out of a 7-on-7 game for mouthing off at the opposing coaches.
1: Oh, he's South Dallas for real. That dude thinks... He's South Dallas for real. Sometimes you need that. Clearly they're going to have to discipline him a little bit when he gets to the 40 because it's a college level. You can't do that. We saw Savion Red get into it on the sideline of the Oklahoma State game. There's a time and place to do that. We know wide receivers. They have the stigma of being prima donnas. They want the ball every single play, and if they're not getting it, then they could get in their feelings. Hopefully Jonte can figure it out, but the talent is there for sure. The
0: other one, I'll keep mentioning him, Zay. I think Texas fans are going to love Trey Wisner. I yeah. think they're going to love that kid. I see him listed here at six foot, 170. So yes he is a running back for them but he doesn't strike me as a typical running back at that next level they do obviously I mean don't get me wrong they give him the they give him the football Uh, he averages six a carry this year on 87 carries so they're keeping that the carry total kind of down for him but I love this too Wisner eight catches for 144 an 18 yard average and a touchdown this year
1: that's what I'm saying. Kick like, can do a lot of stuff. Yeah, talking about Wisner, I mean, I feel like he gets overlooked because of Cedric Baxter Jr., with Cedric Baxter Jr. being the best running back in all of the nation out of Florida, coming to the 40 Acres also, but yeah, I'm with you. I think Wisner, he's one of the best in the nation, too, and yeah, if you're Jonathan Brooks or Jalen Blue, you better get it going, because once Bijan and Roshan leaves, you think that you're going to be next up, there's guys right behind you that are pretty damn good themselves, so... I'll I like that. You need a deep running back room like that. And especially when somebody as good as Bijan Robinson, who is most likely going to leave next year, keep bringing those guys in. Yeah, Don't stop recruiting them. Keep bringing those guys in.
0: So, if you're heading up to the Dallas area, I know Snoop was talking about maybe getting up there and checking out the DeSoto game. You're going to see all that talent. Plus, I'll give you a couple tight ends to think of. One of them is at DeSoto. Um, this He's listed at 6'2, 185. To me, he plays a little bigger than that, and I think I'd project him as kind of a tight end. But, Dalen Jones, number nine, he's their second leading receiver, 34 catches, a 12'6 average. He has six touchdowns, great hands. He's just a monster of a matchup problem uh, out on the field. So, Dalen Jones is somebody I bring up. Also, shout out to one of our listeners who let us know about a kid that they think is pretty darn good at tight end. It's actually out of the Katy area, so we'll extend the discussion slightly. But Katy Taylor has a kid named Ian Flint, F-L-Y-N-T, 6'5", 248. Watched film on him today. Pretty darn good. He's got offers from Houston, Kansas, Rice, and UTSA, and my guess – is that that list may change a little bit if some other eyes get on him? So, if you got a school that's looking for a tight end, Ian Flint might be a guy to check out. I tweeted that out earlier today at C. Hastings 1049. Yesterday, we talked a little bit about I.V. Webb, the linebacker tackling machine out at Anderson. If you have a kid, you just want to get out there, get that name out there, please send it to us. We'll be glad to talk about it. That's what this is all about. And uh, yesterday, Zay was official signing day for all the other sports. Besides football, so many kids in this area got to sign that document that says, hey, we'll take care of your school, come play sports. Big, big day for a lot of kids in the area.
1: Yeah, shout out and congratulations to everybody who signed to play Extended sports on the collegiate level. That's a great opportunity, and I hope they all take advantage of it. Going back to the Weiss game, their wide receiver, Michael Guilford, he's on our flex wide That's list, right, he and is. He's one of the best wide receivers in the state and definitely in the Central Texas area. If I'm him, I'm looking at that Jontae Cook matchup and saying, hey, everybody's talking about him. What about me? You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? I'm yep. one of the best too. And hopefully he gets to showcase his stuff. And shout out to Snoop for thinking about making that trip. I know he's from that. He's area, a DeSoto so, guy, man. So he's probably hype about, you know, yeah. maybe staying home with moms and getting some of her home cooking. And yeah. I- That's a smart move by him.
0: Boy, they have weapons. They absolutely have some weapons. The uh, other guy I'm interested in for the next year, their junior quarterback, Darius Bailey, he's on the shorter side. They list him at like 5'10 or so, but he's up at 66% on the completion percentage. Zay, he's thrown 29 touchdowns and only has two picks. Accurate. That's not bad. That's pretty That is not bad. And and the one thing I really liked about him was – For a high school kid, his deep ball accuracy, now this is 7-on-7, let's be very clear, but his deep ball accuracy in 7-on-7 was stupid. He was just throwing stuff up and you think, why is he trying? Oh, he's trying it because he completed it. Oh, okay and it would look like a gamble every time, but for him it was not. DeSoto's a really good team. If Weiss pulls that off, that will be a hell of an upset. Flex 30 every day at 1.30 for us. We'll get you all lined up tomorrow for our three games. We've got the three main games on the the broadcast side for you, but then we've got extra games for you with the IHS Fan Network. We'll uh, get you all lined up for that Go t- check out Westlake
1: if you want to see newly commit. Colton Voss. That's right. That action. That's like true. Night too against that Cedar Rich team we just talked about. Going
0: to be taking on. He comes off the edge. What does he rock like? Eleven? Ninety-one. That, oh, 91. Yeah, he's ninety-one. My bad. My bad. Ninety-one. Yeah. That's a good look. That's oh, a good look. Yeah. Because yeah. the nine makes you feel really tough. The one reminds everybody that you're lean and mean. Yeah, That's a good that's a good number for an hey, edge. Hey, it it's
1: Aiden Hutchinson comparisons. I like that. You saw how athletic Aiden Hutchinson looked this past weekend on that Aaron Rodgers interception. You kidding me? Yeah. yeah. If Colton Vosic has any of that, bring it on. I love it.
0: I'm glad you brought up that play. We kind of brought that play up and sort of made fun of Rodgers for it, but forget about the Rodgers side of it. The Hutchinson part of that play oh. is oh. freaky oh. stupid. To I- do what he did and shed that play and realize what was going on and then drop, that's just freaky.
1: I need prove me moments, like prove to me why you're selected number two in the draft. And that showed me something. Like I watched a little bit of Hard Knocks, and he has a great motor, great attitude, and I think there's something special with him being a Michigan native, basically, and
0: then also yeah. he has to playing, love that, yeah, right? Being yeah. a
1: Detroit Lion. So, yeah, that was very impressive what he did against the Green Bay Packers.
0: I mean, what's Brett Favre? I'm Brett Favre. What's Aaron Rodgers? Oh, Brett well, What's Aaron Rodgers going to tell you? It's like, dude, I, I've n- no defensive end has ever been where he was ever. For me. So I'm sorry. I threw the ball. Yeah. My, my bad. That dude's not supposed to drop into coverage. Yeah. And then he did.
1: Yeah, Brett Favre's going to tell sorry, you about Brett how Farris. he
0: could steal – from multiple people and the less
1: fortunate because he thinks he's a great father. That's what Brett Favre's going to do.
0: Brett Favre is going to say, okay, we're going to say we're building this, <laughs> but here's what we're going to do to pay for it. All right. Uh, okay, coming up at 2.05, it's our man Brian Jones from CBS Sports. You'll hear his pick on Texas and TCU. You'll get his thoughts on Old Miss, Bama, and a couple other games this week. Zay even took some time to ask a very insulting question about my Texas A&M Aggies. How dare you, Zay? You'll hear Brian's answer to that as well. Up next, though, where are we at in society? All Zay has told me is it's going to get weird today. Oh, goody. It's the horn. Full force. Can you look good? Can you read or is your brain wood? Do you have sex or do you make love? Wow. You okay, you know I'm into the context clues. Full force! There it is. Yeah!
1: Come on! Yo, somebody requested this today on the specs text line, and thank you for this. This is a hit. And if you grew up in that era where you were in high school or college when the movie house party come out you know exactly where this song's from this is from when ken and play went up against gina from martin
0: tisha campbell <laughs> right right and
1: Gosh, I don't know the other woman's name. I always forget her name. But they have that classic dance battle, and it's to this song, legendary movie.
0: How about that? All right, Full Force. So the person I heard rapping in the beginning, that Yo, person. I love so good. <laughs> was that first person part? Is that part of Full Force? I, that I have hot no bitch? idea. What the heck was that? Sound like an eight-year-old rapping. So do you remember House Party? Dude. I've seen the movie okay. one, one time all the way through, but it was years after it came out.
1: Full Force is actually in the movie. They're the three villains.
0: Oh, uh, uh, okay, yeah. gotcha.
1: yeah. okay, gotcha. Okay,
0: Yeah, those brothers. <laughs> gotcha. Uh, gotcha. House party. Now that. That movie should have got some Oscar love. I mean Let's let's really be honest. Yo, I'm kidding. Cinematic masterpiece.
1: Say what you want about kid and play, call them popcorn, bubblegum rappers, sure, whatever. Yeah, you're right. That movie is one of the greatest movies of all time. Martin Lawrence, young Martin Lawrence, is probably a lot of people's first time seeing him. If you didn't watch do the right thing. He's terrific as the support and friend role. And, yeah, it's just a classic movie. The hip-hop scene where they're rapping against each other, rap battling against each other. I absolutely love that movie.
0: All right, I'm going to tie two movies together now because Rod and Hars were talking about another movie that's got a musical angle to it yesterday. What's a better movie, House Party or Purple Rain? Ooh, what is the better film? I would say House Party. Okay, because I think we can agree Purple Rain's got the better soundtrack.
1: Yeah, yeah. Even though I'm sure yes, the house party yeah, soundtrack is, go- is really good. Absolutely,
0: yeah. But, but I would always contend, I think Purple Rain is the greatest soundtrack to a guilty pleasure movie that has ever been made. Because it's, kind of, it's not a, I don't consider it some truly great cinematic you know, film, but to me it's a guilty pleasure. I will always watch a little bit of it when it's on. It'll suck you in like no other movie of its time. And the soundtrack is unreal.
1: Yeah, it's hard to relate to Prince. I mean, not many people were wearing blouses and having that's the perm fair. and oh, 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 making noises and stuff like that. Everybody can relate to house Party.
0: That's a good point. Yeah, that's a good point. The first time I saw Prince looking like that on that motorcycle, I knew not one part of that could be me. None of it. Yeah, None. Yeah. Didn't really know how to ride the bike well. Never would look good with hair like that. Couldn't even think about clothes like that. Not near the talent he's got. I can't relate to any of that. You're right. Not one bit.
1: Prince is definitely in his own category, but I think what took Prince to another level was the Dave Chappelle skit. Yeah. Uh, that took Prince to a whole nother level because he – I mean, I guess he had to agree with – I feel like Chappelle would have done whatever he wanted anyway, but the pop, story yeah, – Pop
0: culture-wise, yeah, that was huge. Yeah, You're like right.
1: that and the Rick James one – Prince dunking the basketball like Chappelle, that's just comic greatness. And, yeah, that kind of, for somebody as young as me in his early 30s that clearly wasn't alive during that Purple Rain era, that really introduced me to Prince even more than when my parents were playing Little Red Corvette in 1999 and stuff.
0: Yeah, and it because it also spoke to who Prince kind of was. For People had all these weird stories about Prince. He would always do this, some really strange things. A lot of that <laughs> Chappelle skit was from Truth. Yeah, some of the weird stuff that would happen around him. <laughs> remember that? Who was the bat? Was it Lamar Odom? Had that story about Prince came to stay at the house and completely redecorated the house. Do you remember that story? Like oh, I've heard, that. Prince moved into the house, like rented the house out for a while, and then literally did like full reconstruction, painted everything purple, just did the whole and did thousands of dollars of renovations, and then was just going to leave.
1: I mean, Lamar Odom's also known to do crack cocaine, so I don't really know. I can't remember how if it was accurate, Lamar or who it was. I think it was, I think it was
0: Lamar. I think it was Lamar. I may be wrong, though. Yeah, right. As much as he was eating gummy worms and Skittles yeah. back in the day, it might not have been. Him. By the
1: way, LeBron, and his crew,
0: yes, they're
1: remaking House Party.
0: Are they really? Yeah, there's no need for that. I don't know how it's going to go. Why are we doing that? And
1: what's weird and awful about it? They do it in LeBron's house when he's, like, gone on vacation. Oh, shut up. Are you serious? So, like, the two dudes that are in it, I want to say they're, like, cleaning dudes, and then they realize it's LeBron's house, and they're like, hey, let's just throw a party here because it's LeBron's house. We won't get in trouble, and yeah, so... Yeah, we saw what Space Jam 2 is like. If it's anything like Space
0: Jam 2, it should be a disappointment. That's funny. I was about to bring up Coming to America 2. So. <laughs> that yeah, was awful. Same also. kind of thing. Yeah. All right, uh, let's get you a where are we at in society because Zay says there's something weird today, so I want to hear it. Here we go. Where
1: are we at in society today?
0: All right, Zay, did you send me something I got to look at? Yeah, Oh, uh, here did. we go. So
1: recently we the talked hell? about... <laughs> Recently, we talked about Jimmy Garoppolo, and you said oh, that this he is might be the most attractive <laughs> quarterback you've ever seen. All right. So go to Twitter. People are the most ridiculous ever on Twitter, and people have combined the starting NFL quarterbacks and somehow photoshopped them and made them look like women.
0: Oh, wow. This And the
1: tweet fa- is saying, how many beers would it take for you to get with these women? This is
0: fascinating.
1: But they're NFL quarterbacks. So let's go down the list. Let's start with um, part one. On the very left side, it starts with Zach Wilson.
0: Starting with? How do we think okay.
1: Zach Wilson or Zara Wilson, how do we think she looks? I give her a seven. Uh, hang on. This isn't weird
0: at all. No, it's not weird <laughs> at all. I, I can't even find the right one. What am I? What, Go to
1: part one. There's wait. part one and two. Did I send you both? I might not have. Sent
0: oh wait, you both. did. I'm sorry. Okay, part one and both. two. My bad. Okay, yeah, so start whoop. at part one. Thank goodness. Oh, there it is. There it is. Okay. Um. All right. Uh, um. Oh no. See, Zach, Zach Wilson looks basic. Zach Wilson's a good-looking dude to start with. So he and the wife combined. Yeah, she was going to have to be a complete. Dog to to hurt it so yeah absolutely all right you know what no beers no beers no so, beers okay wow no beers. Uh,
1: it would probably take me a few to get was that okay. no. well about Megan Stafford Matt Stafford <laughs> um I will retweet this for the people I am retweeting this for the people uh, let's go uh, we'll go beer okay go <laughs> <A little> beer <laughs> how about Kyler Murray which it's cool that they have Kyler Murray so low for his her height <laughs> that high is,
0: high is high. so <laughs> mean. <laughs> That is so mean. I'm
1: gonna lie. I've seen Kyler or this Kylie Murray looking woman around Sixth Street a couple times. There's a couple of them out there. Yeah, Not we'll,
0: bad. We'll go. Uh, this one. Yeah, they say like three sips. I'll go a little further. I will go half a beer. All right. Yeah. I'm,
1: I'm with you on that's that. That's a good. Not that's bad. a good looking
0: human right there. That's a
1: there. good looking person. Patricia Mahomes.
0: That's nah, just a no.
1: <laughs> yeah. Why do they have like just mullet? a
0: mullet? It's just a no. It's like the 80s and I don't think, woman mullet. And I don't think Patrick is an unattractive guy. And I've seen the woman he's with. I don't dog her as much as people do. But combining them, that's ghoulish. No. No, that's just a no. <laughs> it would be a, a couple cases. Two cases. Two cases is the Damn, answer. all
1: right. Yeah. Man, that's cool. All right, let's go to the right. Tom Brady. Tanya Brady.
0: Mmm. I'm um, lie,
1: Tom. looking good.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Two sips,
1: <laughs> two sips maybe. <laughs> and you're a Bucks fan. Yeah, hey, you mean, might come, go sober completely. I mean, come on. All right. How about Joe Burrow?
0: Joe Burrows. Uh oh yeah. I mean that's, that's nothing. Oh, Joe Burrow, not bad. That's none. Glass of water. Okay. Here yeah. we
1: go for you.
0: Jenna Garoppolo, oh, looking like a Kardashian. No doubt. No <laughs> doubt. No doubt. She would need to be the one drinking, not me. <laughs>
1: all right, we gotta roll through these because we're all behind schedule. Yes, we are. Aaron Rodgers. I don't like the makeup on Aaron. No, Rodgers. that's just
0: a no. That's scary.
1: All right. Uh, let's see. Russell Wilson, Rachel Wilson. Yeah, the
0: the Kirk Cousins one that doesn't need to happen. That does not need to happen. Did you tweet these out yet? Yeah, I tweeted about. All right,
1: Justin Fields. Yeah, I'm not feeling that. Deshaun Watson, not feeling that either.
0: And yeah, you're right, Kirk Cousins. All right, let's roll through part two real quick. Yeah, there's some. I think there's some some decent stuff in part two. I mean, Herbert, Herbert and the wife. That's not bad. Herbert, not bad. Yeah, yeah. Josh, (laughs) Josh Allen's one looks like it will kill you. Herbert said, "Feels like she could beat me up." That's funny. That is funny. Uh, The Jalen Hurts, that's a woman I would not mess with um, in terms of, you know, making her mad. But, yeah, that's like a, I mean, that's a beer maybe. Okay. Or less. Geno
1: Smith, uh, hers looks like she should be on the sideline of an NBA game.
0: Yeah, the Geno Smith, that's 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 attractive, though. Yeah, not bad. Somebody said that Sierra wearing Russell's old uniform. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. That is funny. Oh my God! Yeah, the Josh Allen—that's—that's—that's that's, uh, that's a bit awkward. Mariota, awkward.
1: Lamar Jackson. Uh.
0: Lamar Jackson. Now you know, no, no. Looks like Lamar Jackson should be wearing scrubs. There's something wrong with that. Tua. I don't know why they would say seven beers on tour. Tua. That's a pretty human right there. I'd say maybe a beer. What about Dak? Uh, oh wait, I didn't see, wait. Where's Dak? Hang on. There it is. Um. Okay. Look at Trevor Lawrence's picture. Trevor Lawrence's picture isn't even
1: edited. Yeah, no,
0: that's just (laughs) Trevor Lawrence. That's so wrong. That is so wrong they did that to Trevor Lawrence. Come on, man. All right, I'll retweet those as well. Remember, Zay is at ain't that underscore zay i'm at c hastings 1049 and occasionally uh for where we had society zay will jump into the dms and make you uh he will get into your dms be careful he will give you all kinds of weird videos and pictures that may get you in trouble at work so we are warning you now two o'clock hour coming up brian jones will start it off is he picking texas or tcu you're about to find out don't move it's the horn